Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine manor this is the cup of joe wrestling show and i am your host joey harris folks before we get started today i've got to ask you a very important question how many chuggas do you put before the choo-choo now i know that this argument and this question has raged off and on on the internet for the last year and a half but i just have to know for me it's six. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. Now, my wife's family, I'll say four. I've heard as many as ten. I've heard as few as two. This is driving me crazy. I say, and what is natural to me, is six chuggas before the choo-choo. And I'll tell you something else. My wife has a side business. She's a teacher by trade. She has a side business of selling clothes um, from this service called Poshmark. You can find it online and there's an app. And she does really well on it. She has something that she shares called her closet. That's where everything that she has for sale is. And I share her closet about twice a day, sometimes three times a day. And when she sells something and packages it up, I take it to the post office. Well, she's away for the weekend in an area where there's no sale service. So I was put in charge of the entire Poshmark empire. And it is difficult. There's about 18 things you have to do just to make an offer to someone to buy your stuff. And I just wasn't getting it. It's hard. I liked it when I just shared and sent things to the post office. Now you got to click somebody's picture. Then you got to click their picture again. Then you got to switch to sale view. Then you got to add a bundle to their thing. And then you've got to make an offer. And then you've got to give a discount on shipping. And then you got to send them an offer. And then she wants you to comment on the thing with welcome to my closet and this and that and the other, and I finally sold something. I've been sending out this for a day now. I finally sold something last night. I think we got $4 or something on it. and That's a lot of work for $4. I made four twenty-five in 1994 when I got my first job bagging groceries at the supermarket. And that wasn't nearly as hard after you got through the bread and the eggs. And where they go, which is not with the milk and the canned goods, by the way, just small tip. I know that baggers are a lost breed and they want the cashiers to bag things or the people to bag it themselves. And bagging is an art form, people. You have to be able to bag. You have to be able to bag correctly. But I digress in trade. So it's hard and I am looking forward to her coming back because she can have it. I'll tell you that right now. Before I go any further, I just have to stop here for a moment and just acknowledge the passing of Road Warrior Animal. I was so upset when I saw that the other day. 
and I tweeted out a picture of him and Hawk. And they were just such a part of, I said my wrestling fandom, because I didn't come up, become a full-time fan until 1991. I was 13 years old then, so I can't really say my childhood. But my wrestling fandom, absolutely. The Road Warriors were such a big part of it. I went as Animal one year for Halloween, by the way. I got the exercise shorts, the undershorts, like the compression shorts, and wore a pair of regular shorts over that. I think I had to have a t-shirt on. Then I put the football pads on, and my aunt painted my face like Animal. So I was Animal one year at a church Halloween party. I didn't win the contest, but what are you going to do? Rest in peace to Animal and the huge mark that the Road Warriors left on wrestling. Today we are looking at the Saturday night's main event from October of 1989 from the WWF. This was Saturday night's main event number 23 and was broadcast on NBC on October the 14th, 1989. It was taped September the 21st, 89. 31 years this past Monday as I record this on Sunday from the Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati, Ohio. Roddy Piper says he's got Haku and his manager Boobsy. Randy Savage and Queen Sherry say long live the Macho King and Jimmy Snooker. Better get ready for the kingdom of the madness. The Bushwhackers say the Rougeau brothers are going to get a licking. Ted DiBiase is with Zeus, and DiBiase says that Zeus is the million-dollar insurance policy against Hulk Hogan. Now, I wonder if Lloyds of London did one of those insurance policies. Yes, hello, Lloyds of London. Yes, how can we help you? I'd like to buy an insurance policy. Do you want the money option, or would you rather have the Zeus? Give me the Zeus. Hulk Hogan says that DiBiase has millions of dollars, but he's got millions of Hulkamaniacs. I would personally rather have the money. Hogan says he and the Hulkamaniacs are going to stamp DiBiase and Zeus NSF. That's non-sufficient funds. He's saying that with one wrestling match, he's going to bankrupt DiBiase. Now, the power of Hulkamania is strong, but I didn't think it was that strong. We then go to our opening credits. Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura welcome us to the sixth season of Saturday Night's Main Event. This was Jesse's last season as a host of Saturday Night's Main Event. Jesse does some topical humor, talking about Cincinnati being the gambling capital of the world in light of the Pete Rose scandal. Rose and Ventura will go on to be inducted into the same Hall of Fame class in the WWE in 2004. Check out Vince McMahon's look at the camera when Jesse's talking about this. They show the coronation of the Macho King Randy Savage. Jesse interviews Randy Savage and Queen Sherry. Savage says he is on a quest to be the greatest king the WWF has ever had. Long live the kingdom of the madness. Jesse says, long live the king. Randy Savage with Queen Sherry versus Jimmy Snuka. Savage and Sherry come down carried on a throne. Mean Gene Oakland interviews Jimmy Snuka. This is a rare Snuka interview. He says there is no king or queen. Over the Superfly. Jesse says Snooker is one generation removed from cannibalism. 
Savage dominates early. He hits the double axe handle from the top rope onto Smuka on the outside. Sherry interferes, hitting and kicking and choking Snooker with her purse. Savage gets a two count. Snooker comes back. Savage does a great selling job. Sherry hands Savage her purse. Savage hits Snooker with it and pins him. He then goes to hit Snooker with the flying elbow, but Snooker moves. Snooker then slams Savage. Snooker goes for the superfly, but Sherry covers the Macho King begging Snooker not to jump, so he jumps down to chase them both away. Flashback to the times that Zeus and Hulk Hogan have met. Jesse interviews Ted DiBiase and Zeus. DiBiase says with Zeus in his corner, money will talk and Hogan will walk. McMahon built up Zeus very well for this. Mean Gene interviews Hulk Hogan. They do a rundown of the previous meetings. He keeps calling DiBiase the multi-million dollar man. Hulk Hogan's going to multi-million dollar man. When talking about Ted DiBiase, it doesn't matter if it's 88, 89, 90, or even 93 when I talked about a few episodes ago on the first few Raws that I've been watching. He then does a lot of money-related puns. They call this the Million Dollar Match. I think Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes actually had that at Starcade 84. But again, I digress. WWF World Heavyweight Championship Match. Hulk Hogan versus Ted DiBiase with Zeus. Zeus grabs Hogan's ankle early. Hogan keeps being distracted by Zeus. He keeps interfering. The crowd is really into Hogan. Jake Roberts comes out. This is building on the Roberts-DiBiase feud that has been brewing since summer. Hogan gets a two count. Virgil comes out from the back. Ah, you forgot about Virgil, didn't you? But he comes out from the back and grabs the bag that holds Damien and takes off, so Roberts then follows Virgil. DiBiase takes over. Both men knock down at one point. Hogan starts the comeback. Zeus hits him. DiBiase hits a knee from the top rope, but Hogan kicks out of the pin attempt at two and comes back. Zeus comes in and holds Hogan for DiBiase to hit, but Hogan ducks and DiBiase hits Zeus. Hogan rolls DiBiase up for the pin. Zeus then wants a one-on-one matchup between himself and Hogan. DiBiase attacks Hogan from behind and tells Zeus to break Hogan's neck. Even for a late-night time slot, this is still surprising coming from the WWF at the time. Zeus wrenches Hogan's neck. DiBiase then applies the million-dollar dream to Hogan. Roberts comes back with Damien, so the heels bail. Flashback to the problems Rick Rude and Roddy Piper have had with each other. Jesse interviews Bobby Heenan and Haku. They say Piper is going to pay for what he did to Rick Rude at SummerSlam, and they are going to have fun doing it. Mean Gene interviews Roddy Piper. This is a typical Piper interview. He does a somewhat topical interview saying he's going to make Hurricane Hugo look like a summer breeze. Roddy Piper versus Haku with Bobby Heenan. Piper comes to the ring looking determined. Haku attacks before the bell, and they trade shots in and out of the ring. McMahon says it's a brawl, Piper style. Piper goes after Heenan at one point. Haku takes over. He misses a splash, and Piper comes back. He wins after a belly-to-belly suplex. That's number one of the Heenan family, Piper says later. Mean Gene interviews Ted DiBiase and Zeus. DiBiase is tired of seeing and hearing about Jake Roberts. 
He says this time he will get the job done and get rid of Roberts once and for all. Zeus then says that Hulk Hogan won't have anything to be thankful for at the Survivor Series. Mean Gene then interviews Rick Martell and Slick. Martell says he carried the Strike Force team. Slick says they've got the manpower to get things done. Tito Santana versus Rick Martell with Slick and the members of the Survivor Series team that Martell is going to be on. The Twin Towers and the Honky Tonk Man. Jive Soul Bro is such a great song. Mean Gene interviews Tito Santana. He says actions speak louder than words when it comes to his response, but I'm distracted by the Tito Santana t-shirt he's wearing. It has the cartoonist picture of Tito on it, and there's something wrong with the hair. Santana comes to the ring alone when Jesse says that's a stupid move. Santana waves to the back, and his team for the Survivor Series comes down. That's Dusty Rhodes, Brutus Beefcake, and the Red Rooster. It's fun to see the Rooster and Dusty Rhodes together, knowing that those two had a problem with each other in real life. But, you know, you gotta patch things up. It's Survivor Series time, baby. Santana has an early advantage. He gets an early two count. Santana hits the flying forearm, but Slick gets on the apron. I really think the WWE missed a great opportunity a few years ago when the Rick Roll was a big thing about bringing Slick back for a few one-offs and, and jumping out of a door or something and t- telling people that they've been Slick Rolled as Jive Soul Burrow plays. But I think Slick was involved in that concussion lawsuit at the time and it might have gotten a little tricky there. All the men climb up onto the apron. Another referee comes down and they restore order. Santana gets thrown outside. Back in, even pace match. Martel gets the Boston Crab on, but Santana gets to the ropes. Martel gets posted after Santana shakes the ropes. Santana gets the figure four on, but Slick gets to the apron again. Then Dusty Rhodes and the big boss man come in. Then all eight men start going at it. The bout is ruled a double disqualification. Mean Gene interviews Roddy Piper. He says this is just the beginning for the Heenan family. But you need the Heenan family because the buzzers have to eat too. The fabulous Rougeau brothers Jacques and Raymond with Jimmy Hart versus the Bushwhackers Luke and Butch. Mean Gene interviews the Bushwhackers. They say they are going to take care of the fabulous Rougeau brothers once and for all. Jesse calls them the marching morons. Bushwhackers corner Jimmy Hart after the Rougeaus are thrown outside. A tug of war with Hart leaves him pantsless and he has the fleur-de-lis on his underwear. So he then runs to the back. The Rougeau brothers have the advantage. Jacques then hits Raymond accidentally. Then Luke Williams comes in. They hit the battering ram and get the pin. Mean Gene Oakland interviews Hulk Hogan. He says Ted DiBiase, the multi-million dollar man, and Zeus need to be stopped. Again with the multi-million dollar man stuff. Jeez. He then says that his team at the Survivor Series will wipe them out. Vince and Jesse then talk about the Hulk Hogan injury and sign off from Cincinnati. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. 
You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 